Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 115. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you for the next little bit. We are grading the New York Jets 2022 NFL Draft, taking your voicemails in reaction. It's a busy episode. It's a great episode. Spoiler alert, it's a great episode. But before all of that... The NFL draft might be over now, but here's how it should have gone this past weekend. Roger Goodell should have got up there and he should have said with the first pick in the NFL draft, Paul Saxonville has decided to take Manscaped to stock up on their day. That would have been a much better pick than Trayvon Walker. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming have sponsored us to make sure that you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger Goodell got booed on draft night. Support us and head to manscaped.com and use the exclusive code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. Definitely check it out. Get yourself something nice. Maybe the Lawnmower Lawnmower 4.0. That's one of my go-tos. So let's go through this NFL draft class and then try to give it a grade. I hope you watched with us on Ryan's channel on Jets Talk 24-7. It was Ryan, Greenbean, and me just reacting. It was an absolute blast. But... I was surprised on night one. You guys know where I've stood for a while. I thought for sure Joe Douglas was going to go on the defensive side of the ball and more specifically on the defensive line with the first pick. Um, before that, I thought, okay, you know, maybe there's a world where Ikiakuanu would be the first pick, but only if uh, you didn't sign someone like, I don't know, Lakin Tomlinson in free agency and pay him a ton of money. So that went out the window. Uh, but then I saw a lot of people who want Sauce Gardner. And I got it. I was like, okay, yeah, Sauce Gardner, really, really, really good corner. No doubt about it. But is this staff going to put that much value on corner to take it fourth overall? I didn't buy it. And boy, was I freaking wrong. <laughs> Sauce Gardner was the pick at four. Stunned, really. I was really surprised by that. And I was worried because I wanted to come away in the first rounder with my edge rusher and my wide receiver because I knew that the Jets weren't trading for a wide receiver. So I thought, all right, the best way to land one is at pick 10. So they do just that at pick number 10. And they land Garrett Wilson, who I think is perfect for this system. He's a great route runner. He has good speed. It's going to be an absolute blast watching him work with Elijah Moore in this offense and Corey Davis and everyone else that they're going to have more on that later. But with those two as the first picks, I was I was happy. I was satisfied. I was saying, all right, you got a stud wide receiver. Obviously, I like the prospect. He's my number one corner in Sauce Gardner. I can't be too mad about getting a player like that, right, at, at four. But I, I, I would like an edge rusher still. So I'm like, all right, Joe, what do you got up your sleeve, my man? What are we going to do? Jermaine Johnson doesn't get taken at pick 11, 12, 13. Not 15, not 19, not 20, not 21, and all the way to pick 26. The Tennessee Titans move back, right? All right, Tennessee's on the clock. And then a little light of green flashes on the screen. The Jets are on the clock. Joe Douglas trades up and pulls the trigger on Jermaine Johnson. 
Someone who was rumored to be the pick at four. And while I wouldn't have loved it because I was more of a KT guy over Jermaine Johnson, I would have said, all right, still, all right, you got your edge rusher. Fine. They got him at 26. Guys, hello. They got someone who was a top 10 talent at pick number 26. That is a home run. Phenomenal first round. You come away with someone like Sauce, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. Could not have asked for any better in the first round. Seriously. And I'm not someone who, obviously, I didn't want them to go with Sauce Gardner. It's like for the millionth time. That is not me saying that I don't like Sauce Gardner, but that's not the direction I was hoping they would go. They landed a, a stud of a cornerback prospect, someone who was in everyone's top five draft prospects, it seems. Garrett Wilson, a stud wide receiver, and Jermaine Johnson, who I think is going to be a damn good edge. Have yourself a first round, Joe Douglas. Now we move on. Day two. Now the Jets moved up, so they they only had one pick in the second round. They didn't have both second rounders, but the Jets end up trading up to 36. They want to move up a couple of spots. They want to get in the Houston, in front of the Houston Texans. All right. Nicobe Dean made it to day two. Wow. All right. Are you going to trade up for Nicobe Dean? All right. I'm on board. I like that. I like that idea. That'd be a nice haul. Sauce Gardner, Gary Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Nicobe Dean. Well, that's not what happened, folks. They traded up for a running back, which goes against every single fiber of my being, but it's Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the number one running back in this class, in my opinion, by a pretty significant margin. He is tailor-made for this system. And I know some people are upset, but it's not going to be the end of Michael Carter. They like him a lot. And it's not going to be a 50-50 split either, I don't think, but... Brees Hall will get a little bit more of the rushing, and he can be a bell cow back, but I don't think he is going to be, uh, well, because I think they'll use a little bit of both. And they brought in Tevin Coleman, or they brought Tevin Coleman back, who was really good for you last year. Um, so I don't, I, like, again, that's not necessarily something that I'm super worried about. Um, I think they both will get their touches, but Brees Hall is really damn good. And then there was a long wait. 36 to 101 felt like forever, man. The draft started at 7 o'clock. The Jets made their pick at like 7.30. And then they were back on the clock to like 10, 10.30, 11. It was late. It was late. And the Jets, all right. So no linebacker or safety in the second round. So, all right, coming around to round three, you're going to go with your linebacker or safety there. Leo Chanel was sitting there. Brandon Smith was sitting there. Okay. They go a different direction. And it's not a direction that I would have went after the free agency that they had. But once again, it is extremely difficult for me to get mad at the Jets trying to do everything in their power to make sure that their second-year quarterback is in a position to succeed. And they take maybe my favorite story from this NFL draft, Jeremy Ruckert from Lindenhurst, Long Island, New York, grew up a Jets fan, goes to Ohio State, has a stellar collegiate career, and gets drafted by his favorite team that he grew up watching, wears their jersey on Halloween, dressed up as the player, the whole nine, all that. And he gets drafted by the New York Jets. The videos that have come out, I can't get enough of the Jeremy Ruckert content. I can't. And this is where I want to come back in. Because obviously, like I said, um, after signing both free agents in Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama, I thought, okay, I had a third tight end, but probably like with your one of your fifth rounders, but they didn't end up having a fifth rounder because they moved up, which is fine. But the Jets in their first five picks came away with my cornerback one, 
my wide receiver one, my edge four, some people's edge three, my edge four. I liked Karloff this better, but I'm not, you're splitting hairs at that point. Jermaine Johnson at 26 is insane value. I thought I had uh, Karloff this and Jermaine Johnson both as top 15 guys in this class, but that's again, splitting hairs. Brees Hall, you're my running back one. And Jeremy Ruckert, my tight end two. I, you really cannot ask for too much better out of your first three rounds. You can't. The excuses for Zach Wilson are out the window. There are no more excuses. They invested at guard. The tackle play is going to be better. And Mekhi Becton's coming back. George Fant was good on the left side. Elijah Vera Tucker in year two. Connor McGovern's fine at center. You added a stud wide receiver at 10 overall. You brought back Braxton Berrios, who he is comfortable with. You, you got two starting caliber tight ends in free agency. And then you drafted, in my opinion, the second best tight end in this class, and Jeremy Rockert, who, by the way, is also a really good blocker. Joe, take a bow, Joe Douglas. That was a great haul. And we're not even, we're day three, two picks on day three. Both came out of the way early. Max Mitchell, offensive tackle, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, that one was fine. I think you need tackle depth. Uh, I don't want to be one injury away from having to watch either Chuma Doga or Connor McDermott attempt to play offensive tackle in the NFL. So I'm good with developmental tackle. My one gripe from this draft class is Michael Clemens. Um, and it, it's not like massive. It's not knocking it down a letter grade or anything like that. Edge rusher from Texas A&M. Taken 117th overall with their final selection of the draft class. And there's just a couple things that I don't like. One, the off-field stuff, the uh, the arrests. Eh. It's 2022. Like, I'm not going to pretend. Like, I don't care about the marijuana arrest, but the, the, uh, the weapon charge, not great. Um, Look, it could be worse. It, it could be worse. But uh, add on top of that, that he's also like going to be 25 relatively soon. He's old. And you have the extra baggage that comes with it. That one was just a little bit of a head scratcher. Again, it's not, that's not a derail your draft class pick. It's 117 overall. I'm not going to beat Joe Douglas over the head for that one. Obviously, Ulbr- if they showed the room, Ulbrich was pumped up about it. It was someone that they like his upside. Maybe turns into a developmental, like, rotational guy, similar to a role that Bryce Huff played last year when he was healthy, but um, I don't... My expectations are pretty low for him. But overall, as a draft class, from top to bottom, it's, it's good. They filled a lot of needs. Someone coming away with a grade, it's an A. I don't think I would go A+. plus. Some people do, which is fine. I have no issue with that. But I did not see one single B. I've, I've looked high and far across many a draft grade. I cannot find someone giving this less than an A-. minus. I think A- minus is too low. Solid A. Someone has, uh, Sauce Garrett Jermaine Johnson. That's an A right there. I, I wouldn't even have had to see the rest of it. You had Brees Hall, which again... I wouldn't have gone running back that early, um, but he's going to be a really good player. Jeremy Ruckert just adds even more talent to that tight end room. Going from Jer- going from last year where you had Ryan Griffin, Tyler Conklin, Daniel Brown to Jeremy Ruckert, CJ Uzama, and Tyler Conklin, that is a night and day difference. The only thing is like, all right, what do you, what's your plan at linebacker and safety? Did they add someone? They could. They totally could. They have some cap space. Um, 
they have some cat space to do that. Maybe they had a Quan Alexander, someone who came in for a visit. Uh, Tyron Matthews still available, but I think he's going to the Saints. Um, maybe you do something there. I'm worried about Quincy Williams being a starter. They love him, which is fine. Again, like they they really like him. Okay, I I'm a little bit worried about him in coverage, and I'm a little bit worried about safety. But if I had to pick two positions to be worried about, I'm glad that it's not on the offensive side of the football. Like, I'm glad we're not coming away and be like, damn, I'm really worried about the Jets wide receiver situation. Or I'm really worried about the Jets offensive line. Or damn, Zach Wilson really has no tight ends. Or they have no running game whatsoever. I'm glad that it's linebacker and safety. I am. If my biggest gripe with this roster is the linebacker and safety position, I think Joe Douglas did something right. Is it perfect? No. It's not. They're probably not a playoff team yet. Spoiler. They're probably not. Do they get significantly better? Yes. Are they going to be fun offensively? Yeah. Is Zach Wilson in a good position to take a step forward? Yeah. The ball's in his court now. There's no excuse. You don't have that built-in Sam Darnold excuse where the offensive line was putrid. The weapons around him weren't any good. They had no running game. It wasn't like Geno Smith, who was I a big Geno guy? No, but he didn't really get a fair shake either with the roster that he had. It's not like taking away every single weapon that Mark Sanchez had after the 2010 season. There's no excuse. There is none. You have the weapons. You have the offensive line. You have the talent. Take that step. Get better. Show what you did in the second half of last year, which when I, th- I thought he looked pretty good coming back from injury, Take that step forward. Don't turn the ball over. Throw for a little bit more yards and look like a a, a top, a middle of the pack quarterback even. Like that would be a nice enough step. Because if Zach Wilson takes that monster step and is like in the the top 12 conversation, again, that's not my prediction. I would would like somewhere like, I don't know, in the 15 to 20 range is probably realistic. If it's bottom five, that's an issue. If it's sitting around 20, that's probably not enough. Probably need a little bit more juice than that. But if you're in the top 12 range, then, I mean, then maybe this team is pushing for a playoff spot. Then maybe they are uh, uh, closer to that 10-11 win mark. But even if he's just a little bit better than what he was last year, there's no reason this team can't win seven or eight games. None. They improved tremendously. I'm really, really excited about the moves that they made. And I give this an A. So let me know what you are grading this draft class down below. It is time for the voicemails. All right, first up, we're going to go to Daniel, West Virginia. He wants to get into uh, some love from around the nation. All right, let's do it, Daniel. Hey, Matt, this is Daniel from West Virginia. What up, dude? Welcome. Uh, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Welcome, uh, man. I've been on a couple streams, but I've never actually called in. It's the first time. Usually you call me a – you think I'm a baseball player. Ah, okay. Uh, I know who, exactly who you are. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, I just wanted to call in. I wanted to keep it simple, first-time calling. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say was, like, I think it's really cool how – we have so many Jet fans from, like, all over the country. Like, you get calls from, yeah. like, Nevada, California, of course, New York, New Jersey. I'm, like, the fourth guy from West Virginia that calls in. Like, where are these dudes coming from? I'm going to, like, get, up, get together and watch a game or something sometime. You guys should. No, but um, I just think it's really cool how these people are Jet fans. No matter how much we've stunk over the last decade, there's still Jet fans all over the country. But, um and then just the second point I wanted to make was uh, 
Like, I'm really hoping, and I, I really truly believe this, like I believe in J.D., I think that this could be the last draft that us Jet fans are super excited for. And by that I mean, like, no more top ten picks. Like, I'm really hoping for, like, the next decade we don't ever see a draft in the top ten again because we're just that good at that point. Like, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to be Super Bowl contenders or anything like that, but, you know, like, I just want to be competitive. But I think that we will be. <clears throat> I think J.D. has built this team for long-term success. So, but uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm just hoping that this is the last draft in a long time that we're, like, super giddy about, but we're also nervous because we know he has to get it right and all that. But uh, that was just the other point I wanted to make. Uh, thanks for doing all that you do and all the con- con- uh, content that you create. And I'll talk to you later. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I absolutely love, I love it. I love doing it. It it was a blast. This past weekend is my favorite weekend of the year. Streaming with Ryan and Greenbean for ungodly hours. I think we did 20 hours in three days. That's nuts. (laughs) And and it wasn't really, it's more like two and a half days because it's, uh, we were live at seven o'clock Thursday and then uh, we were on at six o'clock on Friday and then the draft starts at noon on Saturday. So really 11 o'clock start for us on Saturday, late morning into afternoon. It's a marathon, but it's the best, but you're right. I don't want to be looking forward to the draft like that every year. I want it to be strong during the season. And like most of the interest, by the way, comes during free agency time in the draft. Like if you ever went back and watched, not just me, any of it, pick your favorite Jets YouTuber. Look at the number of views that we get in March and April talking about the draft and rumors and stuff like that versus during the season. It is staggering. But when you're one in eight or whatever the hell you are, you know, 10 weeks into the year out of it by in October, yeah, that's going to happen. And I hope and I'm curious because I haven't done, I have not been doing this channel with the Jets being competitive. Just haven't. I've been doing content in other capacities since 2015. Um, so the Jets were pretty good then, but it was, that was different. Like, it's not like what it is now. It's just not. And I thank God it's not because, well, in the last seven years, my content is obviously I've gotten, I've gotten better. I've, I've grown. I've, I was in, I was in college. I was trying to, you know, I wanted to, I went to school cause I wanted to be a, on, on the radio. I wanted to be a radio. Actually I went cause I wanted to be a journalist. And then I said, uh, I don't want to lose the sports fandom aspect. So maybe broadcasting. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, this digital space is pretty cool. I, I could talk into a microphone. I've been doing that forever. Let me get a camera and start a YouTube channel. And I did. And, well, here we are. But you're right, Daniel. I don't want I don't want it to be every single year. Oh, I can't wait to the drift. F that. I want it to be, oh my God, I can't wait to take on th- th- this divisional opponent. And, you know, if they win, they can move into first place. I hope then that's when the views are t- 10,000 plus on a video. And not the, I don't know, 1. 1.5 thousand people that maybe watch a week 16 preview game 
when the Jets are out of it or a reaction video to the Jets losing in week eight. You know, I want to talk about real football. And I've always wondered too, Daniel, you mentioned at the top, like obviously just based on, I could be, I could be wrong, but based on your accent, it doesn't sound like you originally from the New York or New Jersey area. I would, I would assume that you're originally from West Virginia. So I'm always curious, like, how did you become a jet fan? Um, or how did other people who are not, you know, originally here, like I get the transplants, like that makes sense, but what made you a jet fan? Especially if you became a jet fan recently, because it's not like you hopped on a bandwagon. We know that for sure. It's not like you, you could find when like the Golden State Warriors are winning championships every year. You go to Roosevelt Field Mall. Well, if you're if you're on Long Island like me, you know Roosevelt Field. You go to go Roosevelt Field Mall, and every 13 year old has their their high top Nikes with the Nike Elite socks and their Steph Curry jersey on with the flat brim hat. Like that's literally every middle school kid drive by any middle school on Long Island. You had a, you can see someone in a Steph Curry Jersey. I guarantee you, which is like, that doesn't make any sense there. The team's on the other way across the country, but it's not, that's like not the same thing. But if you were to go to wherever Daniel is in West Virginia, like it's shocking to me that I could see someone in like a Zach Wilson Jersey in West Virginia. That's like, my brain doesn't compute that. Unless you're originally originally from here and then moved. But that's interesting, Daniel. If you want to let me know, if you don't, like totally cool. But um, I'm curious. How'd you become a Jet fan? Uh, we got, who do we got next? Dante calling in from Georgia. All right. We want to do this first round. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. It's Dante from Georgia. Um, calling 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning on the way to work. Right after <laughs> Love it. The first round of the draft. Love it, dude. Um, how about that? I'm not going to lie, I was watching the stream last night on Jeff's, uh, Jeff's talk. I was getting kind of irritated with Green Bean being a little negative about the first two picks. <laughs> I don't understand how anybody That's could fair. be upset about getting the best corner and the best receiver in the class in the first ten picks. But it doesn't matter about the negativity of people being upset about not getting an edge because the Jets made a move and we took our guy, J.J., uh, fantastic, man. Um, I was FaceTiming my Jets friend, and I can't remember the last regime that actually addressed our needs like this. Like, like when the fans are like, man, we need this, this regime goes and gets it. If we had McCagnon, our first pick would have been like Jordan Davis. Our second pick would have been like N'Kobe Dean, which, I mean, two great players, but like, not positions of like dire need right now and it's just it's so nice to like we won the draft last night I like whatever happens between rounds two and seven the first round people are gonna know what the Jets are doing this year and yep. I'm very very excited for it yep this isn't this isn't like any other year man I, I feel I feel like it's different I feel like it's different and I hope everyone else does too, because I, I think the Jets are doing something really, really, really special. Yeah. I mean, that was a statement pick, picking Sauce Gardner or uh, Wilson. The Wilson connection is going to be so fun with JJ coming off the edge. It's just going to be going to be a great season, man. Go Jets! Love it. You're right. That was a statement pick, and this is even coming from again, like Sauce wasn't my guy at four. That's not the direction that I would have went. But you're damn right. It is a statement pick. 
they're going to be hard to play against on defense. They're going to try. They're gonna, they might not be a top. They're not going to be a top half of the league unit. I would be surprised if they are. Who knows? But um, they're going to be. They're going to be competitive. They'll compete. There's some built. There's some young building blocks on this team. Uh, and you're right. You're right. And I, I get. I get the negativity stuff. That's funny with with, with green bean. But you got three legitimate top ten talents in the first round. That is crazy. That's I have to pinch myself saying that every time, but it, that's the reality. They got three top 10 talents in the first round. Guy Wilson's going to help Zach Wilson a ton. Jermaine Johnson off the edge is exactly what Robert Sala needs. And Sauce Gardner on the outside is going to be damn good. That's my cornerback one, my wide receiver one, and edge four right there. All into the Jets in the first round. That's special. That is really special stuff. Joe from Cali is up next. Joe, let's do it, dude. Hey, Matt. It's Joe from California. Hey, um, so I just watched the first round of the draft. I just first off want to say that um, that you guys did a great job on the live stream. It was just, Thank you. It really feels like the Jets Nation, and, and, and there's a real family atmosphere to it out there. So congrats on on the 27,000 or whatever it was um, who Thank tuned you. in. That's just awesome. And I, I enjoyed watching you, the highs and lows of you guys the whole night. Um, the one thing I wanted to say was when I watched you guys, I was watching you guys live when um, we passed on Thibodeau mm-hmm. and you were kind of crestfallen a little bit until we picked Jermaine Johnson. But I'm telling you, I just watched the press conference with um, all three first round picks and I'm listening to Jermaine Johnson and I just, that guy is such a grounded dude who is just family is really important to him. And it struck me that he was talking about last chance you with a director wanted him to have a bigger role. And he passed because football was more important to him. And he said, I don't want to be, you know, an actor. or I'm not interested in that stuff. And I'm just telling you, we got the right dude. Um, Cause Kayvon uh, Thibodeau would have been all about that. He would have been all about being the star of the show and I just think we got the right guy. In the first couple of years, you know, Thibodeau might be better. He might be flashier. But in the long run, you'll see, I really think we got the right guy. And we got him at 26. And we were able to get Sauce and Garrett Wilson. And I just felt, it just felt like such a great vibe and calm demeanor between all three guys. And I think they're going to work together well, look like um, good people. So, Really happy with the draft. I'm so excited. It seems like a pivotal moment for the franchise. I hope so. Um, and I can't wait to see what the rounds two through seven bring. So go Jets. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. And it's an absolute blast. Like the numbers that the amount of people that tuned in and watched was just was was awesome. Truly. It, it was it was truly awesome. I loved it. Um it's humbling. It's really, really humbling. And it's a really awesome feeling. And I know Ryan and Green Bean feel the exact same way that there's, you know, that many people who want to come in and hang out with us. It means the absolute world to all of us. Genuinely. It really does. I hope you guys realize that. Um, and if I, as much, I wanted KT. KT was my guy. I think he's going to be a really damn good player. But if you gave me the choice of just KT and Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson, I'm, I'm I'm taking the three every single time and twice on Sunday. It's not even a question, of course. 
I'm thrilled. I am. I I hope I'm making that clear that I am beyond thrilled with the Jets' first round and and overall in the draft class. Again, there was something like on day two. Would I have taken Brees Hall and Jeremy and Jeremy, Jeremy Ruckert? Probably not. But I I think that there is. I think that's a smart plan. I think I think it's a smart plan because you know damn for you're gonna know for damn sure this year if Zach Wilson's the guy or not. Will from Dallas is up next. Wants to talk about this Jets drift. All right, let's do it, dude. Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. Um, Jets are Jets are done drafting. Just finished watching the uh, the interview with Joe Douglas or him talking to reporters. And man, I can't remember a time I was more excited to be a Jets fan than than today. I I cannot give any single pick. Maybe the Brees Hall pick. I didn't I didn't love the Brees Hall pick. Okay. But every other pick I'm giving an A plus. I was I was kind of with you when we took sauce. I was like, okay, I really like the player. That just I mean, we really need an edge. We really need a receiver. So um, then pick 10 came, and Jermaine Johnson's on the board, and I'm like, okay, we got to take Jermaine Johnson here because we really need an edge, and we took Garrett Wilson. So it was hard to be, like, super excited about those picks because I knew we still needed an edge. Yeah. And when Jermaine Johnson fell to 26, I woke up everybody in my house (laughs) when I saw that logo change to a Jets logo. My man. Man, was I excited. But we just, I mean, we killed the draft. I i have a hard time saying that anyone else had a better draft than us. Um, yeah, I, I don't get the Brees Hall pick, though. Like, I just, I mean, with with N'Kobe Dean on the board, with Chad Muma on the board, with Lewis Nall on the board, I mean, maybe it's a reach for those guys, but... I don't love that pick, but I see why they did it. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, I'm sure you're going to have a ton of videos about your reaction and, and what you're grading it, but um, I did see that, according to one source, we rejected a trade with the 49ers for Debo to take Garrett Wilson. Um, so I just wanted to see your thoughts on, on not getting Debo mm-hmm. and uh, – Man, is it a good time to be a Jets fan. As always, love the show, love the content, appreciate everything you do. Uh, go Jets. Thanks, man. And you're, you're right. I think a lot of Jet fans, not all, some some were really happy. They wanted Sauce and he was their guy and they were thrilled. But I know a lot of people who are like, damn, what, like, what are we going to do at Edge? What are we going to see happen at Edge? And Joe Douglas? said we're on the effing clock and got up to 26. That was the swing of of emotions on night one was just awesome. So awesome. I get it. I I don't think I would have taken Brees Hall either. I've In fact, I've made videos in the past saying that I don't think the Jets should go running back early for this draft class. And guess what? They decided otherwise. And it's going to be, once again, it's very, very hard for me to sit here and bash trying to make Zach Wilson's life easier. And it's not like they took Brees Hall and then fill edge or wide receiver, which were the my two glaring, like, you got to figure this out in the first round. And they did. And they also got Sauce Gardner on top of that. The thing, Green Bean said this on stream. 
And I know it's so, it sounds so screwy to say because he was the one who came first and he's probably the best prospect of the bunch, but sauce feels like the bonus. It's, oh, you got your edge and Jermaine Johnson. Great. You got your stud wide receiver and Garrett Wilson. And then, oh, oh yeah. You also got sauce Gardner. <laughs> it's funny that that's how my brain works, but it, it, that it's true. That's how it works. And uh, with, uh, with Brees again, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. I would have, I thought they were trading up for Nicobe Dean. I thought they were going to take Leo Chanel in the third round, and they didn't. They went back-to-back offense. But once again, you're trying to get playmakers for your young quarterback. I am not gonna, I'm not gonna bash that even for the for a second. So, let's go, Ethan in Connecticut. He he was a very big fan of this draft too. All right, I think most people will be. Hey Matt, uh, this is Ethan from Connecticut. What up, dude? Uh, I'm sure like ninety percent of your callers this week. I'm calling to gush over the Joe Douglas master class. Let's do it. We just witnessed. Um, I was really upset uh, at pick number four when they took Sauce over KP. Uh, but if you can get Jermaine Johnson at 26, that completely makes up for it. Um, so not only do we get, you know, edge three, but we also get hands down the best corner in the draft. Um, I didn't love the Brees Hall pick at first either. Yep. Uh, but that, in hindsight, that's amazing as well. When you look at the offense and just the, the complete revamp, um, uh, with Jeremy Rucker too, you have, you have now three high caliber tight ends, uh, you know, a really good second year running back in Michael Carter and then the best running back from this year's class is Brees Hall. Um, and our wide receiver room now looks like uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, uh, and Braxton Berrios. If Corey Davis is your third wide receiver, that's a pretty good wide receiver room. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, so yes. This props to Joe Douglas on this draft. Um, this year is going to be special. I can feel it. Um, you know, if I could say one thing, I, I wish maybe they took a linebacker. Yep. That's fair. Uh, but uh, the reports are saying that Joe Douglas in the front office are way higher on our linebackers than than maybe the rest of Jets Twitter is. So uh, you know, maybe the linebackers can can prove us all wrong. They should be a good year in post draft. I fully expect us to be competing for a wild card spot come December. Ooh. So uh, love to hear what you're going to say about the draft and how you feel about it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Thank you for calling in. I too, like, again, roller coaster of emotions when you have to react live on a on a draft show and just figure out, like, all right, this is my this is my take, and this is gonna be, you know, people are gonna clip this forever. And part of it, I clipped it to put out on social media because I think it, you know, makes sense to do stuff like that. But, um, just. I, I again, I probably wouldn't have went the direction that they did with Brees Hall, but he's going to be a stud. He is picture perfect for this offense. Um, I don't think this means the end of Michael Carter. I think they're going to use him a lot. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a 50 50 split necessarily, but I, I think they're going to use both. I don't, again, I don't think you're going to see Michael Carter disappear. He's a good player and he's probably, he's a very good 1B and he's probably better suited as a 1B if we're being completely honest. Uh, did I ever see him as a thousand yard rusher? Probably not, but can he serve as someone who could give you 500, 600 yards a year with another guy giving you 900, 1,000 yards? 
Yeah, they want to be a run-first offense. They want to go off the play action. Having two running backs that are as good as those two young studs, that's a good That's a good freaking start. And oh yeah, they added Jeremy Ruckert, who, guess what, is really good as a run blocker and was completely underutilized at Ohio State as a pass catcher. He is one of my favorite ones from this draft class. And is probably and again, I wouldn't have done it. And he's going to be more than likely tight end three for this year, but not for very long. He's too talented. I, I He might have a chance to be the best tight end from this class. As much as I like, uh, Trey McBride is my tight end one coming out. Um, but the, the talent level from Jer- Jeremy Ruckert is so underrated. And he was going to be so much fun to root for. Literally, like I got like, the videos that I've I've gone back and watched so many videos, but the reaction from his family, um, his girlfriend posted a behind the scenes TikTok of him getting drafted and like their whole draft day. Like, it, like I was like practically tearing up watching this stuff because it's he's literally living out just about all of our dreams. Everyone who grew up a Jets fan, right? I know you had the Jets jersey on. You were playing out football outside with your your brothers, your sisters, your friends, family, whoever, you know, and pretending that you just won the Super Bowl, you just won this big game where you're playing on your favorite team. Well, he did that. A kid from Long Island, from Lindenhurst, Long Island, goes to Ohio State University, plays tremendous football there, and is taken by his hometown favorite team. A team that practice. I mean, I'm 20 minutes from Lindenhurst. Lindenhurst is probably 15 minutes from Hofstra from where they used to practice. That's just, that's, that's unreal. That is such a cool story. I, I'm rooting for him hard. He, I really want him to be good. I really do. And I think he can be. Uh, let's do, what do we got next? Shane, we got Shane from Jersey. Let's do Shane. Hey, Mr. Matt O'Leary, how we doing? Shane from Jersey giving you a call. Good, sir. Um, what a draft, man. That was pretty electric. And I also want to say, before I even get into my reaction as to why I'm calling, a nice little one-year anniversary of the first time I ever called your show. Um, I was pretty honest. I was bad. we drafted Elijah Moore. I wanted either uh, Creed Humphrey or Sante Samuel. And you were just like, listen here, random kid. Uh, we need a receiver to help Zach, and this is why they did it. And you were just telling me why you think it's right. And I was like, all right, like, this guy Matt O'Leary, I like his style. Like, I rock with it. And, hey, man, you were right. Uh, Thank you. So, a little one-year anniversary thing. I, I love, love that. man. My favorites are the Ohio State guys, Garrett Wilson and Rucker. Rucker's going to play, and I think he's going to be a good guy for us years down the line, which I love. Didn't love Sauce at first, but the fact that we ended up getting Jermaine Johnson, that – that Solace and J.D. should be drooling over Jermaine Johnson. Yep. Makes me like him a little bit more. And now we have Sauce to lock up the other guys. I think it was awesome. We have the two-headed monsters now in the backfield of Grease Hall and Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was just awesome, man. What a draft. What a time to be alive. Absolutely electric. That's about all I got, man. Be good. Go Jets, baby. Thank you, Shane. Much appreciated. And one of the rare times that I'm right. <laughs> But listen, uh, Asante Samuel I thought was pretty good as a rookie, and Creed Humphrey's like a, a top center right now. And I, I loved, I loved Creed Humphrey. I, I can't tell you how many mocks I did with him going to the Jets at twenty, whatever, whatever they had last year before they traded up. Um, I'm, I am, I am ecstatic. I am so excited for this draft class. I want to see them get on the field. I am itching for September already. I am itching for football already. Oh, 
And I, I think Shane, like most, it felt like I did. It was like when they took sauces, wow, great player. He's going to be fun to watch, but what's the plan here at edge? Well, they had a plan. And I think Joe Douglas executed it perfectly. It could not have gotten any better. And I love too on the phone call when he, uh, or one of the videos I saw where he said, what did you say to me when you left my office? And he said, come and get me. He's like, here I am. I came and got you. We're, we're on the clock. We're picking you. That was so cool, man. I, I was ready to run through a wall for that. All right. We got John from Connecticut. Let's go, John. Hey, Matt. It's John from Connecticut. Love the show. I just wanted to talk about Joe Douglas today and specifically the change in perspective. I think that he's brought to the fan base. Um, you know, I have no idea if he's going to be the guy that ultimately builds a Super Bowl winning team here, but no matter what happens from here, I think he deserves a world of credit for a couple of different things. I think the fan base and hopefully ownership has been completely, completely reeducated on what a proper rebuild and structure is supposed to look like. Um, yes. You know, I think our, with our head coach finally reporting to our GM, um, but even specifically in years past, you know, McCagnan was always the guy to go out and make the big splash. I'll be the first to say that, you know, I was over the moon when we signed Revis and Cromartie again, Le'Veon Bell. But I think now our fan base really realizes um, that the exciting move is not always the smart move. And that's a credit to Joe Douglas. I think, honestly, most of our fan base has that outlook now. Um, we get caught up in the size of our market, I feel like, and how we can afford any player we want. But Joe has totally steered the ship away from previous quick fixing regimes. So, you know, again, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but given the young core we have, the resources we have financially, I think for the first time in a while, you can actually envision a period of prolonged success. And that's ultimately what we want. Um, you know, that 2015 team was so much fun, but yeah. that was a team built on players basically on their last contracts. So I'm just pumped and would love to hear your thoughts on Joe up to this point. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with uh, most of what Joe Douglas has done. I, I don't think he's been perfect. Um, I feel like there's been instances where I've been uh, critical of Joe Douglas. Um, uh, a few examples. I, I thought it was a mistake trying to rely on Brashad Perryman in 2020 as a replacement for Robbie Anderson. Um, I thought that he didn't do enough for the tight end room last year, which I think he, he showed this year that he agreed because of what he did in the tight end room. Right now, my biggest critique is linebacker and safety. I still look at as holes, but they might be higher on it as a unit overall. Um, I also think that he needs to be a little bit more aggressive with being willing to trade assets for already established players, which is something that he really hasn't done but he was more aggressive with the draft capital in this draft because he traded up twice. Um, so, uh, like, the, he's learning. He's still, this is his, what, third full year now? Um, the excuses time are, are about to run out on both him and Zach Wilson, which is fine, but uh, they there's a lot. Most of what he's done, I agree with and like. There are a few things that I that I don't, I don't think you have to align on every single thing a person does and still say that you're a fan of them or you still, or you like them or support them. Um, but for the most part, I think Joe Douglas has been really good. And I think this draft is, has the potential to be great. Um, I hope it pans out and I hope it works out. George is calling in from long Island, and he has some thoughts on the Brees Hall pick. What's up, Matt? This is George from long Island. Um, 
just so you know, I mean, I went into day two thinking, nah, no way I want to run him back. But I got to be honest. I mean, there was a lot of positions I was hoping we would go after, you know, maybe linebacker. I mean, personally, I wasn't even opposed to double dipping at wide receiver. Um, but I wanted linebacker safety, and then all of a sudden they grab a running back, and I'm like, you know what? This is going to be pretty fun to watch. And I think it's going to really help Zach Wilson grow, and that's priority number one. So I want to get your thoughts on that pick, all right? Take it easy. Yeah, I, th- I think, George, you and I probably felt pretty similar. I was surprised. I was legitimately stunned that they traded. Joe Douglas traded up for a running back. That just sounds... That sounds very against what he normally would do, and that's very against what I normally would do as well. But again, it all goes back to the the Zach Wilson in this year. They are doing everything in their power to make sure that this kid has the, is given the tools to succeed. So I can't fault them for that. Mike McCagden sure as hell did not do that with Sam Darnold. They didn't do it with Geno Smith. Mark Sanchez had the good offensive line and some nice weapons at first, and then they took everyone that away that he was comfortable with. Dustin Keller leaves to go to Miami, then in career-ending injury. Uh, Braylon Edwards goes. They choose the corpse of uh, Derek Mason over Jericho Cotchery. You know, you go right down the line. And there are a bunch of other factors involved there in all those circumstances, but there's no more built-in excuses. The offensive line took a significant step up this year in free agency. They, they added a ton of playmakers on offense in this draft. They added two free agents in tight ends. They brought back Braxton Barrios, who, who Zach was comfortable with. Go look like a, a guy who is going to be the franchise guy. That's it. Simple as that. So we'll, we'll see, George, but I'm with you, man. Here's Bill from Long Island. Bill, what do you got? Hey, Matt, this is Bill, longtime Jet fan. I come from a different era. I remember when they met miracles as I was alive during the Super Bowl championship team. So my history is well long. I'm jealous. And just as a little tidbit, one of the things I heard you all guys talking about and eliminate that from your conversation. Let's not think about we we are we're waiting for Zach Wilson to uh, uh, that he has no excuses with what he has here. I think more positively, I think this is going to launch him because this is creating a situation where he's going to have a running game. This team will carry him until he's ready to build uh, build himself up to really excelling in this league. If we remember a while ago, there was a time Tom Brady was carried by the New England Patriots before he's the Brady we know. They had running games. He had everything. In addition, this draft, because of the players at each one of these positions, we essentially have a thing where I think we can challenge. You never know. One thing could happen. One injury to the, to, uh, to the Buffalo quarterback who runs all the time, and all of a sudden they're at a level where we might even get the divisional title because New England and Miami I don't think have the same amount of guns to face it. I think we could take the division. Anyway, looking forward to it. Let's eliminate him. Uh, we eliminate mistakes. Actually, we have yep. stuff here that's going to make him uh, successful, no matter what. And I think I think you'll be amazed at how it, all he has to do is pitch and catch with these guys. I don't think we're going to have big strain, and I think he's going to have all the stats in the world. And I think they can challenge for the divisional title. Go Jets! Remember, I come from the era where they went to the Super Bowl, and Love miracles it, did happen. 
J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Good job, Matt. Have a good day. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that energy. I love the energy, man. That's tremendous. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm still, I'm really high on, on Zach. I, I am. I don't want it to be looked at like that. I'm me saying that the excuses are, are gone as a negative. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, I guess another way to put it is that they are, they put their young guy in a position to succeed. Uh, and I think he will succeed. He was my number two quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence coming out last year. Um, I thought he was significantly better after he returned from injury, which is a great sign. I think he just needs to continue like how he, he wasn't turning the ball over in the second half of the year. That's a great sign. But we need to see a little bit more production. Um, so again, some of the, the eye test stuff was there. It was like, all right, making the right decision, going through his reads. Not holding holding on to the ball for as long. That's also something that has to you know get better. But um, they're gonna they are gonna be a run first team. They are gonna try to build off the play action uh, a lot, which is which is fine. I, I think that's a good way to do it. And they have three tight ends who can help in that. They have two damn good running backs now, um, and they got another stud receiver who's fast and a good route runner. Um, George, I'm ex- I, I'm ex- Bill rather. I'm I'm excited. I really am. Let's do Andrew from Florida. No, wait, hold on. I might have went over. I, I well, Nope, I went out of order here. I'm sorry. We're going to get to Andrew, but first we have uh, James in Jersey and then Andrew in Florida. My bad. Matt O'Leary, what's going on? James from New Jersey. How's it going, buddy? What up, dude? Business. I've been, been dying over been chomping at the bit to hold you back in the voicemails, but I just get distracted from work. It's been a busy beginning of 2022 for me, but I am finally glad I am on the phone. I hope you get this voicemail. First yes, sir. Business. Holy crap. I've probably not one of many reactions of the Jets draft. Everyone, even the analysts are talking about how the Jets have had a good draft on paper. But the only thing that aggravates from that EO and gets underneath my, my skin Let me hear it. is freaking, what's his face, uh, Colin Calvert. He has to find <laughs> some way to try to bash the Jets, some yeah. way to destroy the Jets, some way to say L.A. has great teams. Well, you know what, Colin? Don't ruin my parade. Anyway, I'm enough about that. That just crawled on my skin. But... We had a good draft. I don't know how we pulled it off. I was so shocked when we took Sauce Gardner. Not against it, because if you think about it, I'm not sure if everyone will think about it. We need someone to step up to the plate to go against the Stephon Diggs, to go against Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker. We need people to go up against, uh, uh, to go up against the receivers in the, in, in the AFC East to help defend those type of receivers. So I'm okay with the pick. It makes sense. And I'm sure he will get coached up by Rob Sala and Jeff Ulbricht. Second order of business. Um, we got Garrett Wilson. Wilson yes, sir. for Wilson action, and I hope they connect and produce this receiver room tribute set now. Also, Brees Hall, we got him. Jermaine Johnson, who I was happy to, and I think he's going to be a good fit, and I think he will help produce in this defensive system. Also, your Long Island native, Jeremy Rucker. Rucker. I never thought, I did not think we would end up getting him in the uh, all the way down to the third round, the end of the third round. I am so happy. I saw his family going out to JETS chance for him when he got, got the call. So super happy because I think he can produce 
even though we have TJ Zalma and then we have uh, Conklin, I think he's going to be a good developmental piece, but yep. also be for the future for Zach Wilson. So I think we are set to go. I think the future is bright. I have 2009, 2010 fives in my system, Adio. Can you feel it? Anyway, sorry for his long message. I'm happy, of course, and as always, go Jeff. Take the mess. Love it. I love that. A lot of positivity from James and Jersey, and rightfully so. And by the way, like, I'm going to take something that I, I want to talk about a little bit. You mentioned Ruckert there as developmental, and I agree. Um, I kind of look at him like two guys that come to mind is Dawson Knox and um, Dalton Schultz, who both started off a little bit slow, started off as backups, but started to come around a little bit and started to produce a little bit later in their career. And I think he's going to be, I think like, he could be a really good, he might even end up being Ted in two at some point next year. And injuries happen. God forbid. I don't, I don't want there to be an injury, but it's entirely possible that somebody gets hurt this year and he has to play a bigger role than it's expected. And he's lined up as a big slot before in the past too. Like he could do so many things. Mike LaFleur was really creative with his play calling last year. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this batch of weapons that he has at his disposal. Now we're going to get to Andrew from Florida. Thank you, James, for getting into us here. Uh, Andrew, what do you got? Hey, Matt, this is Andrew from Fort Lauderdale. Long time listener, man. What a draft. Um, I think the most underrated pick is, is gotta be Brees Hall. Oh, um, okay. I, we were all hoping for that pass rusher. It's been so long since we've had a pass rusher, but it's also been so long since we had a, a thousand yard rusher. Um, and it, you know, I grew up in the uh, Parcells, Curtis Martin, we established a running game era, and um, it's been so long since the Jets had that uh, that running game that that drove the offense and led the offense. And we we complain that uh, you know we our running game is subpar, and we keep drafting or at least us we keep waiting for someone to fall, um, and we want to get a value running back in these later rounds. And as the pass rush makes the defense going is predicated off that pass rush. Mike, uh, Matt LaFleur's offense is, is predicated off the running game, and we needed to invest um, a high-value draft pick. Or if we didn't get someone in free agency to, to draft someone, that's a, a first-class running back, one of those running backs who will be a 1,200, 1,400-yard running back to get the carries. This is, this is just as important as, as getting that pass rush. Um, this is what's going to make the offense and the whole entire LaFleur offense work. And uh, it's, it's just about time that we finally invested into this running game. Um, this is going to have the biggest impact for Zach Wilson, bigger than any receivers or, or any tight ends. The whole entire playbook depends off of setting up the defense, putting them on their heels with the running game, and then that opens up the rest of the playbook. Um, I know that... Uh, Pretty much a fan base, we, you know, we, we've always just, uh, wanted to get that value running back, that, uh, third, fourth, fifth round running back. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm so happy to see Joe Douglas has the, um, the wisdom to invest into that running game and to, to find Brees Hall, a sub 4-4 guy who comes from the zone scheme offense. This is the perfect fit. He had a 99 overall score from next-gen stats, one of only uh, six running backs to ever have a 99 score uh, from next-gen stats. 
they're they're comping him to Jonathan Taylor, which would be incredible to have someone of that caliber in our offense. Uh, thanks for listening, man. Go Jets. Yeah, that's wow. That's phenomenal. I w- I would love that. I would really love that if that's what he turns into. Um, I don't in year one. That's not my anticipation. I think he's going to be uh, obviously carrying the workload a little bit more than uh, maybe someone like um, Michael Carter saw last year. But he's going to be a damn good player. And you're right. He is so picture perfect for this offense. Now I'm not mad at it. I, I want to make that so clear. I I am so so so. So thrilled with this draft class. I like the aggressiveness. I really do. It's going to be really, really good. I'm looking forward to what they do on offense. Booth LaFleur is going to be in his bag every single week. That's what I want to end off with. Let's go. Please subscribe if you're new. Follow along on social media at Matt O'Leary NY. Thank you so much for another episode. We'll talk to you next time.